Look at the Boga Hunting Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have camps on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like up. that. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing ever. It, it go, I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few of our partners that help make this podcast possible. First up is First Light. Great camo, fusion, cypher. You get to pick your option, or you can go that new ash gray color. Uh, they make fantastic merino. They make great stuff for elk hunting, great stuff for hunting down south, great stuff for deer hunting by us. Um, so we rock it all year long. We love it. Check it out, firstlight.com. If you guys are in search of a new pack, then you guys have to check out the Seek Outside Short Tail. It's designed to cover three main uses, which are the western big game hunts, it's tree sand friendly, and it's great for backpacking long trails. And it can pack out close to 200 pounds. You could carry out a Jared. You can carry out one of me if you use want. The, use the promo code BOGA, all caps, for 5% off your order. Jared's sold separately. If you're looking to get into the tree saddle game this year, then you guys need to check out Trophy Line. These guys have been around since the 1960s, and they've been doing it ever since. We're going to be rocking their Ambush Light tree saddles this year. They're lightweight, they're comfy, and they're extremely easy to use for that beginner. Head over to their website and use the promo code BOGAHUNTING10 for 10% off your order. If you're looking for a quality, handmade, top-of-the-line traditional bow look no further than bivouac bow company jim and georgia there are excellent boyers handmade custom they are precise and they make fantastic shooting bows if you're looking for a great bow check them out bivouacbowco.com so if you guys are like me and you find that buying new arrows can be completely cumbersome and annoying where you have to go to the bow shop and have them cut your arrows and glue in the inserts then you guys need to check out vector custom shop all of their arrows are purpose built meaning they're going to take your draw weight your draw length and a bunch of other specs that you want and they're going to actually make the arrow for you and then send it to you and they have direct to consumer prices so check these guys out vectorcustomshop.com there are a lot of good apps out there but if you're a hunter and you're looking for a do-it-all app, check out HuntWise. First of all, they have GPS software that tells you where you are, where boundaries are, if you, you can share locations. But it's also a, a community of hunters where you can all share what you're experiencing. We'll post there pretty regularly. Actually, that is where I have my only social media account. So if you want to see what's going on in my mind, go to HuntWise and check us out. Welcome to another episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. Uh, we have a bit of a special episode for you today. In Michigan, we're just looking at the beginning of small game season. And so as part of meat month, we thought we'd take a little time to go through how we go about procuring small game and how we go about preparing sure. small game. Yeah. So first up, small game hunting. You going to take your bow out, for the, uh, bow out for him this year? I will if I have time, man. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, and to be honest, that that's 
from my perspective, it's just one more thing that you just got to get out and do. But nothing beats a fresh cooked squirrel or a rabbit. So answer me this then: if if you might, it sounds like you're doubtful when it comes to hitting up small game right on the opener or right around the opener. Say say though that you're out hunting deer. And a big old floppy-eared rabbit comes by. Are you shooting it or are you letting it walk by? During deer season? Yeah. That's a walk. You're you're letting it walk even if it's a slow day or anything like that. You're just you're letting the thing go. If I'm about to get out of the stand or the saddle yeah. and there's a big old bushy cottontail right below me, yeah. yes, I'm taking a poke. If it's during season, you betcha. You, okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. See, I, In uh, fact, I can... I'll attest that I've I've done it before in my life. You've gotten down a shot one. I'm on the board. Okay. So when I was younger, I used to have uh, permission to haunt. Remember, I can't say his name. An old say it in Pig Latin. I, I don't know how to do Pig Latin. <laughs> <laughs> um, an old friend from high school. You would have known him. Okay. But very, he used to play soccer with us. Okay. Um, <laughs> freshman year, he was the goalie. Toots. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, toots. I yeah, forgot toots. toots. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I can say toots because oh, only... I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I thought you were thinking of Colin. No, was no, he no, goalie not Colin. Too? Yeah, he, he was, was but he sucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but w- I used to have permission to hunt Toots's land. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. And so back there, I rode like some old Honda seventy down in Moline. No, I lived in Door. Oh no, St- but wasn't it his property in Moline? No, it was west of Door, so it was probably I don't know west okay. of Door. All right, west of Door, whatever's over there. So I rode out there. On this old Honda 70 down some dirt roads, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And yada, yada, yada. Don't see anything. Yep. But I'm about to get out on the stand, and I start to see something, you know, move a little bit. Sure. Nice little partridge. Oh, really? Yes. And You'll I'm like, you know to what? see that. I'm going to take a poke. Yep. Shot him. Just pinned him straight to the ground. Mm. Started going in circles around the arrow. Yep. Sweet. Took him home. Fried him up. You're still a, you're successful at that point. I mean, I... I wouldn't have cared too much if I didn't get it. Right. But You're just it's happy like, to get him. All right. I'm on at 20. See, I think uh, lately, in the past maybe five or so years, I get pretty excited to shoot small game. Like, it started with, you know, I, I did it as a kid, obviously, right? I used to always go out with my 22 or whatever. But, like, f- five or six years ago, I'm walking to my stand, and I see a rabbit. And I'm just like, oh, sweet. You know, I'm not even to my stand yet. And, you know, so I pegged him. Made him up was delicious. It changed my whole Did perspective. And now it's like, anytime I see one, if I'm sitting in my stand, unless it's like prime time, mm-hmm. I'm taking a poke. I'm pinning that thing to the ground. When you find what you like, oh, yeah, oh man, get after it. You come home with maybe you know a few squirrels on your back or something like that. You feel like a big man. That'd be something nice to throw on, like a smoker. Oh yeah, smoker. Yeah, I want to. I want to go into that okay. in a second. Um, but first. So we love small game. You know, for the archery hunter, and this is the other reason why I picked it up, especially the past couple of years, is they it's great practice. Um, like kind of real-world practice for hunting when you go after larger games. So deer, um, elk, whatever. Um, it just kind of gets you used to scouting around, um, you know, stalking something up, still hunting. helps you kind of be patient, figure out how to pick your shots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's delicious, fun to do. Um, and it's something that, you know, at least for me, it's probably what got me into hunting in the first place. I, you know, I remember got a 22 at a pretty young age and was just kind of sent out into the woods and yeah. So like squirrels and rabbits, I, I did that a lot up, up in Big Rapids. Yeah. That kind of, especially if you were brought up in uh like a hunting family. Yeah. It was very common to have a 22 centerfire rifle. 
Oh yeah. Somewhere either at the cabin that you hunted at, or that's just something like your family had. Yep. You and gotta then, have at least one. And it's like, oh miles. yeah, let's just shoot the twenty-two. Yeah. Or just go, you know, shoot the woodchuck with the twenty-two. Yeah. Because that's what you had, and oh, you yeah. usually. Like like that was your summer affair sometimes. Oh yeah. Walking through the woods with a twenty two. Yep. And just plinking whatever plinking moved. signs or see I uh but I had to learn when I was I was pretty young, I shot something and I went and told my just grandma. something? I don't even remember what it was. And she she got really upset. She's like, You have to eat it now. She's got I'm like, Well <laughs> at that point I'd hucked it in the swamp, couldn't find it, but from then on I was like, Oh man, I I'm gonna get in trouble. Hey, a lot of things grandma, were hucked in that swamp. Great grandma's answer did not was not we're not good about that. So. She also didn't she also tell you that if you didn't she also <laughs> like give you like shit for peeling bark off a tree. If uh, she told me that if I she saw me peeling the bark off a birch tree that she'd peel the skin off of my yeah off that of me. was it and I was like Brutal. all right so now I, up to this day if I see anybody peeling you know bark off a birch tree Brutal. I, I won't stand for it. Honestly, every time I see a birch tree, do you that? I don't think you're that supposed memory to. of you have it comes up in my head Good. every time. I'm, I'm glad Dang that it. I can be like a you know great grandma's answer will peel your skin off. So taught me a lot. But going back to it, okay. so we're talking small game with bows. Um, so for the listeners here who maybe haven't done this before, typically it's with a shotgun or a 22, um, a 20 gauge shotgun or a 22. You can you know take dogs out like I've got a beagle and, and send him and or a bunch 410. of his buddies 410 or 410. Yeah, yeah. Um, send them out uh, and and do that, and that's kind of your standard way. You can do some um, pushes and drives and stuff like that with people, which is another way. We're specifically talking on this podcast hunting for small game, but using your bow and arrow, mm-hmm. whether it be a traditional bow or a compound bow. So the the reason I want to talk about it is, like I said, it's great practice. It's they're everywhere. You know, they have a super long season and they're super delicious. So it's like it's, it's a win-win. It's a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm out there and I'm looking and I'm bringing some. I always bring some game bags just to throw them in if I shoot one on the way or sure. something like that. Um. So, anyways, so that's my, that's the setup. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, okay. Because I must. I've you know especially over the last couple of years have been a pretty strong proponent of the the uh, the small game. Uh, moved out into the country and just have tons of squirrels. Mm-hmm. So I take my bow out. I shoot. I shoot at squirrels all the time. I mean, I, I don't hit them all the time, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's great practice. It's so. a lot. It's very good practice. Yeah, especially for the traditional archer. Exactly. So you've got a low poundage bow, mm-hmm. not traveling that fast, and if you miss, it's easily easily to retrieve the the arrow out. Yeah. For a compound guy. Yeah. I'm almost a little weary of doing that. I'm gonna solve your problem though. I got a. I literally have a like a solution to that problem. Okay. So I've been toying with different heads, different tip arrow tips. Excuse me. Yeah, watch it, sir. <laughs> and uh, I've tried that uh, judo point, that little yep. springy. Looks like a like a four-legged bug or yeah. It looks like it's snap close. I don't. Know, it's it's a springy thing. It's weird. Um, and I've used you know field tips. I've used broadheads, old broadheads. Um, Who hasn't used the you got to slice one. <laughs> That's my junk broadhead. <laughs> yeah. You got to send it. So, but what I found to work really well lately, um, and I, I can't say it works for everybody. I just, it works for me, are these, like, literally the blunt tips. Like, they're just a rubber end. That Is weighs. it rubber? It's rubber, okay. I think. It's like a really, like a hard sense. rubber. And it has a little, you know, little dots a dimple, at the end. like a sharp dimple. Yeah, it's and it's, you know, it's pretty blunt. Those are great for small game because you just, 
like the percussion of it, you shoot him in the head if it's a rabbit. Um, or you're aiming for head. Oh, with with that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Can you can you kill the animal by shooting it in the body with it? I haven't. I haven't. It hasn't come to that. Yeah, I haven't had that issue. Oh, Miles <laughs> bragging. Can't. No, I'm sorry to say, I, I can't attest to that. I would. I don't know. Uh, all I know is so far, headshots will they will work. Headshot prevail. Um. So it's just so it uses like blunt force. You can otherwise I'll like you like you were saying. You you take that kind of junker broadhead. Oh yeah. I'll take it out even for like just in case I see something a little bigger that needs to go like a coyote or something. So are you just taking the arrows right out of your quiver? Yeah. I or you have like. Two arrows in hand, one with a different head on. No, no, I just so I I even. I want to know your approach of like as a traditional archer, like when you're walking through the woods. Oh, hell you yeah. just. Oh yeah. Okay. So I say we're gonna even pretend, pretend it's deer season. I'll probably have three broadheads, uh, so five arrow arrow quiver, three hunting broadheads for deer. I'll have a old broadhead, mm-hmm. and I'll have my thumper point. Your thumper point. That's yeah. what it's called. That's what I'm calling. That's what you're calling it. <laughs> and uh <laughs> about to thump that thing. That way if I see if I'm sitting there and lo and behold, you know, I've got Canadian geese that land under my stand. I've got a goose tag, I'm sending an old broadhead at one. Um deer comes. I'm I'm literally I'm hunting out there. Open right? season, baby. Just that okay. your, your your options expand and I feel like I can grab any one of those and be ready for pretty much. Not a deal. bad call, man. Yeah. I think the thumper you, points. Okay. So my, okay. Those, my so you you're carrying you said three three sharp broadheads yeah one trash one yep and then one thumper one thumper all in your quiver yeah gotcha. yep and it kind of starts with my best arrow closest second third sure, you know? yeah 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 and yeah, I'll yeah. do a crappy broadhead in the far back that's that thump boy okay right in the back sure and so but bef- before uh, before deer season I'll just grab like three arrows I'll grab a uh, like two thump, maybe three thumpers and a an old broadhead and go mm-hmm. out. Because the nice thing is too, when you're walking out there, I just shoot at stumps and stuff, clumps of dirt. Sure, and I'll stay sharp. The big thing is a lot of times from September to October one, which for us is it's not deer season, but that's the time when just um, small game is is open. Um, I've been working on getting better at finding them, right? Because you got to okay. figure out where rabbits are, where squirrels are, like. My woods are pretty heavily wooded. Um, there's a, a couple hawks that live. It's only a couple acres, but I'll end up ha- and there are foxes everywhere. So I still have squirrels that are around, but I have no rabbits, and I don't have a lot of underbrush. And so I found no, that these are sorry, these yeah. are just kind of really tall oak right. trees. Yeah, it's not. It's too dark, too thick, and I just never see rabbits. For example, as like so, but when I am looking for rabbits, say my big thing is I'll kind of look more and more towards fields or field edges. Yeah. You know, they'll be in kind of the brush where they can get some sun, have cover from, like, birds over top of them. I feel like I've seen them with um, uh, soybeans or, like, mm-hmm. grass fields. They're always always by the, by there. So I'll just kind of walk down those roads and walk a little ways, and I just try to glass into there because they'll let you get pretty close without taking off if you, you know, if you kind of approach them right. So I, I'll try to glass, walk fairly confidently like mm-hmm. big strut like i'm not even really hunting kind of walking past so i can get really close and i kind of get ready you just strut with no one around you well here's the thing i feel like they can distinguish between people walking quickly and like out for a walk and people uh, hunting them oh, so sure. i just like ha- take the body language of a, a guy walking they let you get pretty close and then you just turn and whop you clap them thump them thump them man okay are you wait time out are you going any time during the day, or is there a specific time throughout the day? So I like, um, I I don't know. I just end up only going in the middle of the day. I feel like I've never been on 
doing too much dawn or dusk for rabbits. I don't know why. I feel like the like it's the word I'm trying to think of. Quintet quintessential. 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 The quintessential <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um the perfect scenario. Yeah, very good. Of like a rabbit would be like on a grassy path yep. in the morning with a little bit of dew oh, out. Oh yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. The sun's just barely starting to come up. I'll shoot and some then, of my dad's garden at about that time. I actually, you know what? Now that you say that, he had one time like a huge, I would call them a swarm of rabbits that were living near his garden. I mean, they were just popping out of everywhere. So I would wait. What would, is a plural term for a bunch of rabbits? Uh, murder of rabbits, I believe. Don't lie. No, it's a murder of crows. It's a <laughs> <laughs> bunch, group. I was going to say a harem. Harem. No, of, that's a bunch of women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With their buck squirrels. Mm, you know? yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> sorry about bucks. that. So I have a friend named Tyler uh, and his little brother, Justin. When I was little, they, w- they would come over. My brother and, and me were friends with me at the same age, right? So they'd ca- they came over to my cottage for a sleepover one time. And I'm like, guys, we got to wait till about 10 o'clock because that's when the buck squirrels come out. And so th- I got them all riled up about buck squirrels. We were like, you know, 10, 11, 12, somewhere <laughs> in their range. And they're like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, how have you never heard of this, right? They bought a hook, line, and sinker. I brought them out into the woods hunting for them, made a huge scene, and kind of like had a gotcha moment, right? And to this day, I feel like whenever I think of rab- uh, buck squirrels, I'm just thinking, you know, of that. <laughs> Silly dudes. <laughs> um, but aren't these not the same people who believed that the, the propeller – um, hitches. Oh yeah, could they, <laughs> the cars with propeller hitches could go underwater. Could go too. underwater or drive on top of water yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah, whatever. Um, so but rabbits. Yeah, no, that's that's actually true. Um, I go up to my cottage a lot, and in the morning and at night, those rabbits were everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're probably right. The, the time I'm cruising, I feel like I'm cruising, cruising, uh, like fields. They're just sitting out in the sun. I don't know if sure. that's a thing. So they're not reptilian. So um, <clears throat> the other thing about rabbits uh, that I've noticed is, say you get co- close, but they take off or you get, you know, you, you mess it up or whatever. They are kind of like deer where they won't go that far and just stop and like stand really still and kind of feel like they're hiding again. So you're, it's like, so if you kick one up, it's definitely not over. They don't go very far, mm-hmm. right? So you just kind of keep walking. You still hunt up to them and you can get another shot at them. I feel like you've done more squirrel hunting in your day, even Me? with a twenty-two, right? Is that not true? That's yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um again, there's a lot of a lot of hunting that I did over in Virginia. Sure. Um and there would be weekends where the the guys that I worked with up at the base uh telephone station on base. Yep. Um they'd be, "Hey, Sarge, why don't you come down and we'll do like squirrel hunting cuz it's a squirrel opener." So, yeah. Uh Rob would hook me up with his 22. We'd go out to like a state land around there, shoot our limits, come home, fry them up. We'd make a whole day out of it. Oh yeah. And yeah. If we if we shot our limits and came back early, we'd we'd go down on the river, you know, catch some catfish. That sounds pretty good. A lot of squirrels out in Virginia. Yeah, we took a lot of good squirrels. That's where, I, that's where I really started small game hunting. Foxes or grays or a little bit of both. Hmm. Fox or gray or. Oh, uh, fox. Yeah. Yeah. Those big fox boys. They're like small cats. Yeah. It was. We had some. Uh, he roasted some, um, in a smoker. Mm-hmm. And then we had a little bit of pulled pork or a pulled squirrel. Oh I yeah, I almost said pulled pork because it's on my mind. That kind of style. Um, but yeah, like a pulled squirrel barbecue. Squirrels are awesome, I think, because I feel like they're 
difficult in some sense to hunt, but they're not really that terribly hard. No. So by the time when you when you get a good limit of them, at least where where I am, that that's kind of how it is. You feel like you feel like you've accomplished something. Yeah. But it's not like a, you know, take you all day. I feel like a lot of times, um, I'll just walk out to a grove of trees, of uh, oak trees, kind of sit back and wait for one to pop down and kind of see where it goes, mm-hmm. and sl- like just slowly get a little closer. And usually that's about. About all it Probably takes. Knee. Yeah. Headshot. Are you walking around when you were doing it? Uh, yes. Yep. So we'd see them in the trees. You so you're shooting them out of trees. We were using shotguns. Oh, I was you in were. 22. Yep. We were shooting them right out of the trees. Yeah. Because you'd see them just running around. You just blam all. Well, because I feel like shotguns are good when the leaves are more off the trees. No, these, you, this was you like. Disagree? No. Because you can see them a lot better with all the leaves off. Yeah, right. And I would suggest like a 22. I mean, if it's scoped, I mean, you can zoom right in. Yeah, pop them right, them right off, but with a with a leaf cover, being able to have that spray of BBs, yeah, helps so much. Okay, and you uh, you were shooting them out of trees. Mm-hmm. See, most of the time I'm not shooting with my bow out of them out of the trees. Right, of course. Like I I've done the flu flu. I just it doesn't. I'm not as good with the flu flu. I feel like it doesn't shoot right or whatever. You'd hate to lose a flu flu on a branch like fifty yeah, feet up. Yeah, it sticks in or whatever. I maybe with a thumper though, man. I've not tried that. Hey, we wanted to take a quick break here from the conversation to thank a couple of our sponsors who helped make this show possible. One of the reasons why James and I love hunting so much is because we get to share our wild game with other people. But we need to be able to do it that's easy and reliable every time. Gorilla Grills is a local company here in West Michigan based in Holland. One of the great things about them is they ship the grill directly to you. There's no middleman, no big box store, so they're able to make a superior product at a better price point. The food and the smoke quality that's coming off this grill is unbelievable. We've received so many compliments on it already. So if you guys want to find out more about what Mark and his team are doing over there, head over to GorillaGrills.com to order your new grill. Now a proud partner of Boga Hunting, the American-owned, veteran-owned, Wisconsin-based Vortec Optics Company designs, engineers, produces, and distributes a complete line of premium sport optics, accessories, and apparel. Dedicated to providing unrivaled customer service and exceptional quality, Vortex backs its products with an unconditional transferable lifetime VIP warranty. So if you guys want a glass with the best, head over to VortexOptics.com and use promo code BOGA20 for 20% off. Thanks for listening, and let's jump back in. So most of the time, though, for, for archery, I'm waiting for, I have to wait for them to come down out of the tree. The, the ideal spot in my backyard, oaks are on the top of a hill, and so mm-hmm. I just kind of sneak up that hill, and usually they're on top, and they don't see, I get a, like a quick shot of them. Which is nice because it's like you get used to like taking a quick shot if you have to, which sure. translates I feel I feel like pretty well to deer hunting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah, well that's like my favorite way is to kind of identify a spot and move in. But a lot of people will just go sit under a tree with their twenty two on their knee, kind of yeah. like you're turkey hunting, and just wait for one to pop out and shoot it right off your knee on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Ambush style. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's my way. Or you know what I've shot the most squirrels with my bow is. I'm deer hunting and uh, <laughs> a squirrel sometimes just, man, he won't stop barking. You're going to get it. You're going to get an arrow at that point. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't taken a shot at a squirrel, I mean, you haven't well, been doing on, it long yeah, enough. I mean, you haven't had enough piss you off. Right. Yet. When they just stand right next to you, you just, start barking at you. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's uh, a quick way to lose it. So say we, we come up with a big load of rabbits and squirrels, which I, I feel like when you eat them, when you cook them at least, I cook them the same way. I've never done too many differentiations. Sure. Like, I've done Haas and Pfeffer with squirrel. I've never Mostly just because I heard it on Bugs Bunny, and I, w- I always wanted to make it's like a soup. See, I always remember Haas and Pfeffer from D two Muddy Ducks. Na- oh, nice! Very Jan's nice. Haas and Pfeffer and eggs. <laughs> Quack! <laughs> Every time I think. <laughs> Every time. Um, but I cook them the same way. So I don't know if you, is that is that kind of how you do it. Hmm. Like your approach to squirrel or, or rabbit is it different? We're, we're mostly talking about those. Yeah, you do. You'd cook them differently. I mean, I would. I like to venture to different recipes if I can. Right. Sure. Okay. Um. So I would. I'd maybe even try, like, converting them to more like a chicken wing. Mm, okay. Like the legs and yeah, arms. Yeah. Quarter you know? them up. Yeah. 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 I'd like to try that. Have you? Um, have you? Would you? Are you a breader? Or are you more of a, like a, just put them in no. some barbecue sauce? I just smoke them with seasoning and. Yeah. You know what I mean. I don't need too much more breading or sugar. I mean, you can. I'll try it. But I'd probably just stick to a clean, clean See, cover for for me and the. Oh, actually, you know, going back to squirrels, I'm okay. just looking at my notes here. Did you know a woodchuck is a type of squirrel? It's under the squirrel family, according to some website about the squirrels in Michigan. They said there are nine types in Michigan: gray, fox. There's like flying squirrels, chipmunks are types of squirrels. Wikipedia is a terrible source. Thirteen lined ground squirrels, and interestingly enough, woodchucks or groundhogs. You'll have to look it up later, but it's okay. which makes me think maybe I need to be eating more groundhog like our buddy uh, does with the uh, archery strong. Oh um, yeah. Quite, so, anyways, going back to what we we're talking about, so you, you're saying you um you would just smoke them quartered. That's kind of like here. Your yeah, or you too. just smoke them whole. Yeah. Smoke or I mean, you can fry them, making making soup, barbecue. We did. We I, baked them and then pulled them off. And dude, I think did you was that with you? I did. Um, I breaded them. And fried them up. Yeah, your hot squirrel. No, that or, oh, that was actually different. That was I feel like I might have seen that. That was rabbit. Else. That was squirrel, and that was in a smoker. Okay. Smoked with a hot sauce, then drizzled on at the end. It was pretty good. Wow. A little spicy. But yeah, that's that's kind of. I feel like the fried was really good. Just was fry it? them up. It, it tastes just like chicken. Oh yeah. There's. I mean, there's. It's. They're eating more nuts. Yeah. So it's gonna be like a. It's darker. It's darker, yeah. A little gamey, like a, but not really. Like a dark meat of a chicken. If I fed you a dark meat of a chicken and squirrel meat that was fried, would you be able to tell the difference? Yeah, they they probably taste different. I don't think I could tell the difference between. The, I feel like I couldn't. I don't know that my palate's. Yeah, but if enough. you're, go- I feel like if you're going into that, we kind of talked about it last week. If you're going into it knowing it's going to taste gamey or whatever, then you're not appreciating the meat they actually, for how it tastes. The flavor, the unique, yes. not bland flavor yes. that it has. You know, I like You know, I if like you go it. in like, oh, this is going to taste like chicken. It's going to taste like chicken. Yeah. And then it doesn't taste like chicken. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, I feel like some people are going to get turned be, off. Yeah, they're going to have almost an experience that they wanted it to have or like they were dreaming about it to be. Big, and fat, like rotisserie chicken. A squirrel is not a chicken. It's not, by definition. Yeah, <laughs> from whatever source you have, um, it's going to taste different. Yeah, you know, there it's going to be a different taste. Yeah. So then I've got a question about that. So t- talking about rabbit, actually specifically, and and squirrel, um, are you big? Are you nervous about meat care? Like when you sh- say you go out and shoot one before you even cook it, are you uh, are you worried about like you know tularemia or any of the weird stuff they have? Or are you not? Like have you never really 
paid much attention to that. Never paid attention to it. Really, the uh, the the times that I have gone, if I wasn't taught anything about it, I was just like, okay, yeah, we can eat that. Yeah, no so, one ever taught me when I was. I found this out later on in life, and I ate a lot of squirrels and rabbits before knowing to look for tularemia or like rabbit fever. It's I think they call it, but it's basically like you get bit from the fleas on a squirrel or on a rabbit, and it gives you some disease that makes you really sick. Okay. Right? Um, and so it's so like a. Like a COVID sick or a like pretty f- pretty freaking sick like, like life threateningly sick I believe like really fast or how's it I don't know did you look up anything like that uh, I don't remember I have I just don't remember the symptoms like how quickly they come my big thing is always trying to look for it so forever mm. so I found out about it a few years back no, no one ever taught about no one ever taught me about it right mm-hmm. um, and somebody had told me that you need to wait to the first freeze. Oh, okay. And yep. it kills them I've all. heard you say that before. And so I that is the rule I, under which I operated for a little while until I read some article somewhere that they're like, just look for the signs of it. Um, even in the winter, there's going to be fleas on these things. So I can't say I know a lot. I just look out for what it. What are the signs? Uh, white s- spots on the liver. Oh. So if you look in, the, in that little feller's liver and there's like all white spots in there, then you're going to have a bad time if you Okay. Now you, I'm sorry. I guess I was thinking more of um, if you shoot it and it's like a warmer day and you're worrying about that. Oh no! I mean they are hot. They run pretty hot. I try to get them uh, skinned and gutted pretty quick. But I've also, I don't know. I've walked. I'm not. I guess I can't say I've done a lot of like 93 day degree days okay. hunting squirrels. Because I figure they're pretty small and they're gonna lose heat pretty quick. Yeah, you just gotta air them out pretty quick and they'll be. You know how to peel them, right, with the, the sock What's method. your preferred method for a squirrel? Uh, I do this where you peel, like, a big pole real quick and, like, the whole skin comes off. Do you ever slit the back and pull it out that way? Yeah, like through the You do it that way? You don't, like, pull the, so- pull the uh, like, pulling off a sock? No, that's what I'm talking about. You stand on the legs and yeah. just pull it right off. Okay. Yeah, so there's it? another way, and don't get per- too particular on me because I'm just – paraphrasing there sure, okay. I'm guessing this is how it goes but yeah. you do a little slit in the back the vent but near the vent I like yeah to vent. Say that. vent and then you kind of like wrap your you just pull in there and wrap your fingers around like the base of the body yeah and then you just, just pull them out pull off that way have you tried it i've seen it being done it, do you have to pull pretty hard or does it come pretty easily it comes pretty easy yeah because i feel like i've done the sock method and it's fine but i'd, I'd be open to new options everyone's got their Little tools and tricks if you look up how to skin a squirrel. It goes <laughs> like, pretty This quick. is the best way to skin a squirrel. Well, I when Dee was really young, when she, my daughter, when she was, like, talking but not reading or anything like that, we had watched some meat eater uh, video on how to skin a squirrel, and she just wanted to see it. So we watched it a couple times. <laughs> she w- would go out into the world explaining how you cut near the highness, which was what she thought mm-hmm. they said when they said anus. Mm-hmm. You got to cut near the highness, and she would describe to people <laughs> how, to, how to peel a squirrel apart. No, that you're way. a looking at you like, what are you doing with your kid about that? So, um, yeah, so anyways, that was that's one thing, like, to look at, and that's one thing that – my perception has changed about those uh, uh, tularemia. It's fun, kind of okay. fun to say. Tularemia. Tularemia. Anyways, I still bring out like l- gloves. Sure. I just don't want to. And if it does have fleas, I don't want to deal with fleas. Bring them home. I have dogs now. I don't have hair, so. That's true. They I'm not to really worry about beard. that one. They're not going to get my beard. Maybe your nethers. No, no <laughs> there are no nethers. <laughs> um, 
What? <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> okay, so you we talked about frying it. That was my way. The smoked. What temperature are you getting them uh, up to? Um, I usually like to bring them up to around like one fifty five. One fifty five, one sixty five. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's about where I'm at too. I feel like it. Is it one sixty five? I think it's one. I think it's one sixty five. Okay. Um, so about the same as chicken. Yeah, that's what. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you can even just peel them. You know, get them gutted out. Do exactly like you do with chicken. Even marinate it in like that. Like something with lemon and salt and pepper mm-hmm. and like some peanut butter spices. Like peanut no peanut butter. Peanut butter. I don't know. I just figured like it'd be how, a squirrel. Like how like the th- like the typical chicken I'm just marinade. Kidding, by the way, I'm not putting <laughs> peanut butter on a squirrel. What about Mountain Dew? You gonna put Mountain Dew? In there? <clears throat> no. No. I even tried looking up a recipe where people would, would do that with Mountain Dew. Yeah. More, they do it with, like, cola. Oh, because it's dark and it's got that. Mm-hmm. They were, maybe the But it's a marinade. Maybe I'm pretty pe- sure they used it as a marinade. But I could see the people you were with being like, Coke, Mountain Dew, eh, close enough. Yeah, I could see that group doing that. Right? Yeah, interesting. So lastly, I just want to reiterate, like, this is something worthwhile doing, right? Mm-hmm. Bring some ex- bring a one blunt tip. Jared, use that blunt tip that I have. I have an extra 125 grain. It's exactly the weight you use. Okay. Throw it on your bow. Sure. You'll be you'll be you'll be glad you did. Procure some with your bow. Go a little ahead of time if you get a chance. You used to have all those rabbits in your yard. I know. Did you kill used them? Used to. <laughs> they never came back. They're gone. Um and just do it so do it some practice. Do it when you're in the stand and you're bored. Um you can always get down and get your arrow. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Uh, so, yeah, this like we said, it's it's uh, opening season is coming up for a uh, small game for us uh, very quickly here on the 15th of September, depending on when this podcast goes out. And so we're excited. I'm going to be doing a bunch. I'll start posting some photos and some stuff uh, of hopefully some of the success I have in the squirrel woods. Maybe a few recipes for us? Maybe some recipes okay. and fingers crossed the buck squirrel down. I'm looking for a 120 class buck squirrel. In, Michi- in, in Michigan? In Michigan. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and follow us on Instagram at Boga Hunting. Join us next week, and we'll see you then.